Hi and welcome to episode 31 of Invest in You. Me and Dad are super hyped because we gave each other a slap in the face. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, this is me, Charlie Sandval and Frederick Sandval. Alright, which episode again? 31. Out of? A million. A million. Alright, so this is clearly work in progress. Today's episode, we will talk about location. You might or might not have heard the expression location, location, location. What does that refer to, Charlotte? Uh, well, estate agents might uh, say location, location, location. And about what they mean by that is kind of like... Uh, how much location matters. Exactly. It's very important where you locate your yep. uh, yeah, business or hotel, whatever it is. Yes, or home, etc. So think about it. Uh, in the, in, we'll talk about some scenarios in today's episode. We'll talk about like dream scenarios and worst case scenarios and so on and so forth. Generally linked to invest in you. You have to really think about where would you like to invest and actually put in yourself. And that can be from a relationship point of view, where is it more likely that you will find women or men that you uh, desire? Where might you find uh, a good quality of life? Where might you find the kind of job that you're looking for? Also, in addition to that, can you even afford to live in your dream place? And how can you make that doable? You might or might not have kids uh, who also hopefully will end up going to school. And same thing there. As a parent, you really think about where to buy a house. So, for example, we thought about where to buy a house so we would get a great school for Ivan and Charlie when we decided to move to London previously. Yep. So, uh, Dad, you... Uh, I know that you wish that you can have many different versions of yourself where yep. one version of you is working, one ver- ver- version of you <laughs> is um, uh, being with a family and so on. Yep. And uh, in the best of worlds, where would you be? Right. Uh, it would be fantastic to have uh, in my toolbox uh, a time machine. I would also, because it would really be good, because then you could time all investments in the best possible way. Uh, I would also like to have the... The way where you can teleport yourself, You're really <laughs> saving, cutting down the transportation time. I would love to be able to teleport myself between various countries, cities, and, and also into space, yes, because it would be cool. So where would I like to be? Uh, from a business point of view, I like to have the flexibility to have really interesting customers in, in many different parts of the world. So I really like to do business in the U.S., I like to do business in the UK. Uh, I have been doing business uh, in lots of different countries. The areas where I have not done business yet is Japan, New Zealand, and Australia. And I would like to do business in those three as well. But where would the best place be? Yeah, it really depends if it's like for life, uh, family, or business. Right, so yeah, let's dive into the next question before I just ramble on what's the worst possible place you can think about ending up in the world, Charlie? Mm, a place where no one is nice to each other, yeah. where you don't learn anything and you're stuck and there's no way out of it. Yeah, I can see how many places have been working uh, where there's been a conflict, like war situation or post-war situation. That's really a, re- a bad place to be generally. But even if that's a really bad place to be, some people really find a way to thrive also there. 
from a life and from business point of view. And it's really interesting to see how many people really even profit from the worst possible places and situations in, in the world. Uh, and that might be for different reasons, very thick skin, uh, they might have uh, very strange values, uh, they might even exploit people for their own personal gain. But again, talk about location, sometimes we really can't choose. Someone said to me many years ago, you are not a tree. You don't have roots, so therefore you can actually move. And we can see people moving all over the world all the time. And I personally find it disappointing to see countries which set up really high barriers to entry uh, and so on and so forth. So what would be the best place in the world for you, Shani? Best place in the world is being... Um, pretty often on holiday, learning different stuff in different countries with my family. Yeah. And the uh, best places so far you've seen a couple of countries? Yes, I have. Uh, well, in Sweden, uh, the highest mountain is called Kebnekaise. Yeah. And it is absolutely beautiful up there. Just uh, one of the things. And also in Bali, which was one of the most beautiful uh, places I've been, especially when you're doing the boat trips between the islands. So Perfect. Bali and Kebnekaise, what more do we have? Uh, and France, of course, uh, and Monaco, it's absolutely amazing <laughs> there. That was uh, less learning, mostly uh, a nice trip with a family and a different family as well. And then we've got England, where a lot of my opportunities come. I learn lots of stuff every time I go there. Did you like Barcelona on the sea? Oh, thanks for reminding <laughs> me. That that was great as well. When we, when did we do that? Like uh, 2015, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Dad? Right, best places so far. Uh, I've got so many for so many different reasons. I like the food in many parts of the world. I in particular like Lebanon. I'd love to take the family back there. When Charlie was there, he was so little, so he can't even remember. He was uh, not even a year old, uh, so he probably can't remember anything from there. Uh, I love to take the family back there. I really like to go back to Thailand as well. I go there uh, as often as I can, uh, which is, yeah, now and then. Uh, I also like what we did in Bali, because we can get us uh, part of a family. I love the place that we got in Sweden, uh, in Persberg. I really like that. It's like such a big difference to London. And I also like London. It's really one of the best places in the world to do business. Yeah, uh, I can't pick one. I'm really sorry, Charlie. Well, you, you don't <laughs> like really like sticking around like a tree. You like to move around. <laughs> exactly. Very, uh. very short routes. Yeah. Well, then you can also invest in trees. You get a plant a money tree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you have any money trees here in, in Sweden? <laughs> well, uh, they drop normal leaves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So which, like, you, which you have to blow. Yes. Uh, so with I, a leaf blow. Exactly. I like to mention link to location and investing. We can talk about investing from uh, like a cash flow point of view. So what is your absolutely optimum cash flow strategies for that particular location? You might not want to own things there. You might just want to control it and make a cash flow thing. You might want to really own things for the long term. Example, I like to invest in property in London. It's uh, one of those let's call it safe haven where you got capital coming from all over the world 
and we have been investing there for the last number of years and uh, we have seen a positive trend and uh, yes with the inflation uh, and the decrease of the value of money that over especially in the long term you will see how London will just keep going up and up. We bought uh, one house in South London. I also tried to buy the, the neighbors left and right and two houses more to the right. Uh, I did not close any of those deals, but I did have a fantastic uh, cup of tea with uh, the neighbor on the right hand side. And I asked her, how much did you buy the house for? And she said, 500 pounds. And at the time uh, I tried to buy it for £300,000, it sold for a bit more than £350,000. So from £500 to £350,000. Can you make a guess, Charlie, when she bought it? Uh, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, that's probably, let's see, it's even more, even more. So she bought it, oh, in, so in, she's in, old. In, she bought it in the 1940s, so, so oh. she was... Yeah, quite old, very old actually. Oh yeah, seven, no, uh, yeah. So the right location plus investments can be really, really beneficial. So some locations don't really have the so-called capital appreciation. Uh, price are very much stagnant, not changing so much. Uh, there are many examples of that in the world. Uh, over a really long term, yeah, those places will also increase, but you can see a huge difference where many places can multiply in value where one seems just not to move at all. So location and investment really important to yeah. see the difference between cash flow strategies and capital gains for the long term. Have you got any comments linked to location and investment Charlie? Uh, location and investments. Well if you're selling it depends on uh, where you're selling location, location, location and what I mean by that is uh, if you're selling on top of uh, this mountain, Kevin Kaiser, then you probably don't have so much competition and uh, it's very hard to get away from there. So it's like they need you. There's a very high, what's it called? Demand. Demand. Possibly not demand for the land, but if you have, for example, invested to have uh, some kind of uh, store or where you sell utilities there, like people can buy food, etc., you will be in very, very sparse competition. So that means that you will have very high demand for your merchandise. So think about the location also when you set up your business. Will you have customers nearby? Will they pay a premium or not? And, and one reason why we ended up investing in a particular part of South London is there was a really great proportion and balance between the price level for how much you bought the house for and how much the rent was. So easy commute to central London, uh, relatively low prices and relatively high rents. So really getting the best of both uh, the capital appreciation and the cash flow as well. Okay, so you've talked about uh, kind of a fake lifestyle. What I mean by that is uh, like the teleportation and the ah, time travel. If yes. you think more realistically, <laughs> yep. uh, what would be your dream lifestyle? Right, I will spend a lot more time in warmer countries. I will try to pick the best seasons for uh, my lifestyle. I would like to have, for example, the, the dry season in Thailand. So starting from really early December, that's after the wet season, uh, ends with all the rains. I would also thereby avoid the monsoons and, and, and so on. Uh, so I will probably spend two months uh, over in Thailand. 
And then I will most likely, that takes us up to early February, I will probably spend a, a month in Sweden so I can actually see some of the, the real winter. Which have a really big difference there from like really warm to really cold. Uh, that would be nice. And also in February you usually have lots of snow in Sweden. That means that it doesn't turn like grey. So you can go skiing. Where would I go from right there? Uh, I will go for an early spring. Uh, maybe down by the Mediterranean. So you can have like a really early spring already in March. So that goes for Italy. It can go for Lebanon, uh, Cyprus, Spain, South France. And then from there, I would probably go for a second spring in Sweden again, or, or London. Uh, both London and, and Sweden will get the spring roughly at the same time. So I would have a, a warm winter and a cold winter. I would have two springs because spring is really nice when, when weather gets better. Uh, and then the, the summer, uh, a little bit indifferent. Some, some beach places uh, and some uh, city breaks as well, meaning that I really need to have a life and a business that allows me some flexibility in terms of dream location. Uh, I would like to see more of investments and business in the US than I have at the moment. We spoke about Miami. I'm curious about New York as well from a property point of view. And that takes us over to the autumn. Uh, a little bit indifferent there in terms of dream location. So you can see that it's not just one place in the world. I would like to have flexibility. Uh, some smart people have spoken about whether to buy property or not, especially if you're going to have this transient lifestyle. Um, it seems to be smarter not to have and own properties here, there and everywhere, uh, but actually to rent. And uh, there are many good examples of why you shouldn't own properties all, all over the place, because it actually costs quite a lot, assuming that you just have it for yourself. Um, so yeah, what about yourself, Charlie? Where would you like to be? Pretty much the same as you. I would like to. That's nice. We can do it together. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Take a uh, take the dog with us as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got a massive passport and some injections. <laughs> yep. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, well, um, if we think about it uh, right now, I would right now I would like to go skiing and uh, being warm countries at the same time. I my least favorite parts. I like autumn a bit, and I like spring a bit, but I don't really like them. It's uh, more extreme weather, like summer and winter, yep. that I like the most. Okay. Winter in Sweden is amazing, uh, and but up more north where you can ski in Sweden, also amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, another interesting aspect, but especially when you're an entrepreneur or investor, is where do you actually settle down? Let's assume that you're in the US, different states have got different tax rules in different states. So if you would live, for example, in California, which is the West Coast, you would be taxed quite high. You can even end up uh, paying like 60% of your income uh, as an entrepreneur in corporation tax and your own income tax and also the tax on your dividend, which means you will be left with less money. If you, for example, settle down in uh, Texas and uh, Austin, uh, or if you end up in uh, Florida, you will have how much tax, surely? Zero. Zero. Uh, another zero tax uh, haven uh, might be some of the countries in the Middle East. You might also consider uh, there are some uh, some parts of Switzerland which is also completely tax-free. For example, uh, the, the canton of Zug, uh, where you can have zero tax. Comment. But uh, is it very expensive to live there? Yeah, usually it's quite expensive because zero tax usually means they attract quite wealthy people. 
uh, who don't want to pay too much tax. Uh, you've been to Monaco. That's another example yeah, of very low very, tax. Very low tax, but the houses, uh, the price for houses, what can it, uh, yeah. what, what can it be cost between? Well, a lot more to put it like that. Yeah. Uh, because again, supply and demand is, is limited, scarce space etc but uh, texas for example is is not a very small possession very big state uh sweden where we are both born uh, generally has got a very high tax so if i would compare making uh one pound or one dollar or one swedish crown or one euro in sweden as an entrepreneur i would probably have well guesstimate around 20 5% of the money will actually end up in my pocket. So imagine making one pound, you will get 25p. Mm. Uh, if you make exactly the same amount of money and you live uh, in, a, for example, zero v- VAT, zero tax, uh, zero corporation tax, you will have a, like one pound. So it means that if you work in that setup versus if you work in Sweden, especially if you compound the tax, you would need to work at least six, seven times as long to make the same amount of money. Yeah. Uh, not taking the life cost into consideration. So really, where you set up your business really makes a massive difference. Uh, yeah, hope that makes sense. So yeah, location and tax, really interesting uh, topic that people usually don't think about early days. Yeah, so as a consequence of what you said, Dad, uh, there's price levels. Can you give some differences? Yeah, one example which has been uh, used uh, in also in, in academia is called uh, the Big Mac, Big Mac Index. Can you guess what that's all about? Uh, how much a Big Mac costs in different countries? Exactly. So you basically have like the Big Mac Index is how much does a Big Mac uh, cost in US dollars. Uh, and that's very different, different parts of the world. Many countries is fairly similar. But then there's like a big jump where it's considerably cheaper. And, and in some instances, it's a, obviously a bit more expensive. It means that that give you a little bit index where you would like to, to live. So we had uh, one guy earlier, I think, podcast number six, I think. Uh, Johnny FD, can you remember where he was when we did the recording? He was in Thailand. He was in Thailand, where, uh, can you imagine the, the life uh, cost yeah. in Thailand versus Sweden? Yeah, well... Uh, the thing about Johnny FD is that he lives in a place where there is so little tax, he doesn't have to work so very hard and he can still live a great lifestyle, yep. living cheap but very happily, if you say so. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go out and have a fantastic meal with a drink for, like, yeah, one and a half pounds, uh, which will not even get you the drink in London. Yeah. And uh, it will not give you the half of the drink in Sweden. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's good example of that one. All right, so we discussed something else before we set up Charlie. We spoke about location and global warming. What did we start to discuss? Well, there? Uh, if you have a hotel in um, some island, a remote, pretty remote island, where there is high risk of the water levels rising thanks to global warming and the environment. Yep or that it's very high risk for earthquakes. So basically, it maybe isn't so stable to invest in unstable places, <laughs> thanks yeah. to uh, the environment. So some of the islands are uh, very much anticipated to disappear. 
And uh, in a similar way, if you've got a fantastic beach and you've got uh, a location by the sea at the moment, you might not have that same location uh, in, in, a, in a nice way if you just fast forward 100 years. Yeah. And also if it is uh, relevant to live in 100 years. Exactly, exactly. We can also see how people have been migrating uh, from the countryside to the cities. We can see how different countries uh, have have seen a huge difference. I've, I've been wor- working in the Himalaya in, in, uh, in Kashmir and I could see basically almost all the, the glaciers on a certain altitude, they were gone. I could see the photos from just 15 years back and, and they were almost like gone completely. And you mentioned Kemenakais in Sweden. Yeah, actually, uh, I think I have a background picture on my computer, my school computer. And if if not, I'm wrong, it is a huge uh, mount. So basically on Kemenakaisa, it's very steep. And then towards the top, it gets pretty flat. And then on the very, in the very middle, there's like a spike. And that spike has been absolutely huge a uh, couple of years yeah. prior or whatever you're supposed to say. So when I climbed uh, the south peak on Kibunikaisa the first time, it was more than 25 meters taller than it is today. And actually, yes, because of global warming, the, the south peak, which is the one that you climb, it's not longer the tallest peak at all. It's actually the north one, which is actually... Has that changed now? It has changed. And <laughs> so that means that you haven't climbed the tallest mountain anymore, Charlie. So you have to go back. It's invisible. No, no. The the, the north one is actually where you got rocks and stone. Yeah. And the south one has been uh, for, for a long time where you're almost like a glacier and lots of snow on top of it. But that's just gone now. Yeah. And you can also see how the glaciers around there, and there are a few of them, they're also detracting and, and decreasing. The rocks in the north side ain't budging. Yeah, exactly. Right, so location and global warming, uh, interesting. It can also even change potentially the, the ways that the, the Gulf Stream is changing direction. There are many things that people talk about. So you might not think that location and weather makes a difference or the carbon footprint that you might have, but it actually probably does more than you think, especially we, we haven't seen the full consequences yet. That is just my assessment. And honestly, I do consider uh, flood risks and I do consider, consider uh, the, the level over sea when I do my investments. Uh, I'm not telling that to other people, but now you know that I actually do. All right. And uh, another thing is we spoke about location and arbitrage. So we went to a place called Dollar Store the other day. Yeah, that was that was a great example. We were supposed to buy only a couple of things, but then uh, Dad and I had some yeah. other plans exactly. when we walked through that. Yeah. So if you compare the this shop or a shop which is like downtown in this small city where where Shola lives at the moment, if you walk one kilometers, the same goods costs almost twice as much. Yeah, and in some cases more than twice as much. Which is quite insane. Yes, because one shop is outside the city, so it's slightly too far. So you can't really walk there in, in a short break after work. So you need to take a car there. But uh, yes, that tiny, tiny difference means that they can basically lower the price to tempt people to come out there. And that location and the arbitrage. So basically, if you just go there and buy all the sweets, Charlie, you take that to your school and you sold it. You can pretty much make twice your money, double yeah. the money. And uh, one thing that I thought about is, um, well, 
it can be an investment to be in a less popular area. And what I mean by that is it can cost a lot. Even though you make a lot of money in a certain location, it might cost a lot to be there. But if yep. you take a less popular location, sell it real cheap, then it will probably be a hit. Yeah, exactly. And, and just taking the house which we, we live in uh, in Sweden, I'm not living here permanently, but my shoulder is, if the same house would be in the same location as we um, moved away from in London, uh, I guess this house probably would cost, uh, guesstimate, well over a hundred million pounds if you just take exactly the same thing and move to zone uh, four in London. Again, more than a hundred million pounds. Uh, I'd rather have this place uh, and uh, and. Again, I would never have been able to afford this, assuming that it was in a different location. But I can have all, all the benefits from this one, uh, yes, because I don't need to have it in London. So yeah, fantastic yeah. to have your own park and, and the lake and everything, but it, it would be impossible yeah. to have this house but, uh, for us in London. But why do you spend time, time? I know it, but the audience might not know. Why do you spend time in the UK? Yeah, I got uh, more than a handful of different businesses uh, that work with property, property management, property investments, and also finance, raising finance. So all of those things are not necessarily linked to a geographical region, but uh, quite a lot linked to the UK market. They are all UK companies. I have also got assets in other parts of the world, uh, in particular Sweden. But the business opportunities uh, and uh, the environment and uh, the access to capital, staff, etc., and, and good investment. That is what pulls me back to London over and over. And uh, I will keep having companies there for a foreseeable future, especially since I invest in property. And most likely you will as well, Charlie. Yep. All right. So what else, Charlie? Uh, well, do you, do you have any other location plans? Yeah, uh, most likely uh, within the next year or so, uh, I will set up a company in Singapore. And the reason for that is I like Singapore, I like the weather, I like the food. Uh, and also we have got quite a lot of intellectual property that we're creating, which can be located anywhere in the world. So why not Singapore as well? If you'd ask Ivan, if he, uh, then it would probably only be for the food. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah, that's all right. So what about yourself, surely? Do you have any location plans? Start with university. Do you know well, where, where university, I don't know so much about. Uh, m for me, the most important thing is to learn a lot. Right now, I don't know exactly what I want to learn. Yeah, okay. But I think I'll be better, more capable of knowing that in the future. Uh, what about after university? Maybe you won't even go to university at all. What, where and where would you like to work? Where would I like to work? Well, like to work and where I will work is probably different things. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I could choose, uh, thanks to the internet and uh, computers and stuff, you can pretty much work wherever, where, wherever you want in the world. But in Dad's case, it might be a benefit to be able to go visit their properties, for example. Yep. But for me, I would like to be in some tropical area or something like that. Warm regions. Cool. Right. So warm region can be many different things. And I would put you on the spot. If you can pick like a warm region as just go like stay in the same time zone to go down to Africa. Or is it to go to the east? So moving more into Asia and warm weather there. Or moving to the west uh, into like South Africa. Uh, so South America. I think 
Asia, actually. I think Asia. Right. So Asia is a very strong growth uh, space, actually. Both Africa and Asia are, are going quickly, and so is also South America. It's interesting to see that, mo- that many of the more developed countries are on the, in the northern hemisphere, which means there's a lot of both catching up and therefore much more of growth potentially in, in the southern hemisphere. But I might be completely wrong. Feel free to comment and challenge what I just said there. So we have been talking about location, 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 why it's so important. Think about where you put yourself, your mind, your uh, your assets, your family, and your ho- holidays. And in the best of worlds, that can all be in the same place. But generally, people like to have change in their lives. So even if you've got everything, you live in a fantastic beach resort, you probably will not appreciate it as much as people that come there as in, in the case of a holiday. And same there, if you are living in the perfect business opportunity location, you might not see everything because you are too blind because you've been there too long. And the same thing there, you might not appreciate that uh, the best place to learn for your kids might actually be to go to uh, a school in the jungle in Bali. It might at all, not at all be in the suburbs of wherever you live in the world. Yeah, I know a couple of people who uh, have who live in Bali, actually, and they... What, what's the school called? Something green, something, I think. Yeah, I, th- I can't remember. I was thinking about the same thing. I can't remember if it's like green school or what it's called, but uh, it, they're basically just producing their own uh, learning uh, yeah. things, etc., in the environment of, of the nature, even creating some of the papers themselves, etc. All right, so you have just finished listening to this episode so feel free to come back you are in for a monster episode quite soon again so episode number 30 was a monster episode on no money down in the car driving from london to sweden we will have two more crazy episodes one will be from sweden to london with myself and another one later will be with you and me in the same car i don't even dare to think about how long they might be I don't know what they will be about, uh, but the, the teaser is uh, you have to come back and we suggest uh, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on episodes. You don't need to listen to them, but at least you get alerts when they're yep. live. So this has been episode 31 of yep. Invest in You, and it's me, myself and I, Charlie Sandval and uh, Frederick Sandval. And we hope that you uh, subscribe and give us a five star review because that makes me happy and makes dad happy and, her, and Ivan as well. All right. Take care, guys. Until next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.